Thank you for joining in for this City Lights Church podcast. We're a new church in the north of Brisbane, and you can find out more about us at www.citylights.community. We hope that this podcast encourages you in your journey of following Jesus. Now, where did you get that from? Because we see them in the Word. And we do them. And they're different. St. <laughs> Aldi said, good different. They're different. The ways of God are different than our ways. So different. They're so different, as a matter of fact, they're opposite. His ways are opposite to our ways. Now, let me, let me just run through this with you. God's ways are unnatural, impractical, Difficult and impossible. So I'm just putting it out there. You know, I'm explaining this. You just say, like, how are we supposed to keep up? They're unnatural, impractical, difficult and impossible. And it's not natural because it's supernatural. It's it's higher. My ways are higher than your ways, says the Lord, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. We follow an eternal, invisible God who created everything. He sent his only son to be born of, a vir- of the Virgin Mary. Miraculous. He lived a sinless life and he taught us the ways of God. By the way, uh, other than me, I don't know who the thickest person in the room is. John Church, is there another hand? <laughs> Hands everywhere. Let's, uh, the slowest you know, the person that doesn't get it. And the only way I got it, the only way I get this to know the ways of God is look to Jesus. Do everything that you see Jesus doing and learn the ways that he did and you'll get it. He, he came down to test drive this thing. He's the test pilot for the word of God. And if you learn to follow him, you will... You will learn the ways of God. It's really simple. He died for our sins, was resurrected on the third day that our sins would be forgiven. There is nothing natural about any of this. Nothing is natural. You say, oh, you know, I'm a Christian. You know, I want to be a nice little Christian. What? Nice little Christian? It's like, what? I don't even have to go to church to be a Christian. No, you probably don't, but you do have to go to church to be a disciple. Because discipleship is made by the word of God, the power of God, and community. And without those things, you will not become the person that God wants you to be. We're not saying you have to come here, which is really weird because I'm preaching here. I've been asked by the senior pastor. We're not saying, but you do have to know the word of God, know the power of God, and be in community, irrespective. And by the way, while we're praying for that, and thank you for coming in the places really well full, and there's plenty of other rooms we do that so we can grow, by the way. But we bless every other church serving you in this district in Jesus' name because we want to see the whole city full of disciples who know the ways of God and live via the thoughts of God. So everything that God does is different. And he allows us to walk, live, move and minister in the opposite spirit. This is how different it is. 
Now, so the opposite spirit is that we put on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Now, Teresa's ducked out with one of the children, I think, and she's not here, but she was here a minute ago, I think, and I didn't ask her permission to share her testimony, but I will, because I'm only going to share a little bit of it. And uh, on Friday night at our Connect group, uh, John and Therese were there and she shared her testimony. And I'm going to give you just a little bit. She was diagnosed in about nine, in 2015, 2016, with frontal lobe dementia. And so that they had uh, scans. And now you need to ask her about this. Uh, don't all ask her all at once. And uh, so there was some stuff going on there where she was losing a number of things. One is that she was, she was starting to be um, paralysed down the left-hand side. She felt sometimes she was in a glass box that she couldn't think about things that are going on around her and a whole range of other things that were happening. He wanted to hear his granddad preach. And so, so what was she going to do about those? She, she went to the doctor and they told her different things. Well, what she actually did one night when she had an episode and it was, was, was really difficult, all of a sudden from within her rises up a song of praise. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And this, this song comes up and just this whole thing just started to lift off her. It wasn't the only thing that she did. The other thing she did, which is what God's people do, is that one night when she started to have an episode, she went downstairs, she opened a Bible, she got to the faith chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, and she started to write out all these things about what God would do and what he wouldn't do, and the thing broke off her life. There's not, not to say that she doesn't have things that she's got to push through, moments that she doesn't have to push through. But he said, I will give you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And can I encourage you that, that when you learn to worship, when you learn to get up and raise your hands and get lost in worship, you put something deep into the fibers of your being, into your muscle memory, that on the day that you need to draw it out, it will be there. But if you don't put it in, you can't pull it out. If you don't read the Word of God, when you need that Scripture, that'll just set you free. It's not in there. My ways are higher than your ways, says the Lord, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Where are God's thoughts contained? They're contained in His Word. And as you get that deep into your soul, get it deep into your soul. And I hope and I pray that sometimes when it gets deep in your soul, it comes with pain. I pray that every time that you go through something which has got pain attached to it and you bring the word of God and you meet the pain with the word of God, that that is so, so deep in you that you'll never forget about it. And so when I went to my mother at 95 and a half years old and she started to, um, she, started, she lost her eyesight with macular degeneration, therefore she lost her uh, independence and then she lost her identity. And she said, I wish I could be Mavis Scott again. And I went to her and I, I took the word of God. I think Psalm 123. And I'm going to her at 95 years old and I start to read those words. My eyes, I lift my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help, my help. And she quoted it line by line. And I said, where did you learn that? 
And she said, when your brother was in Vietnam, I prayed for him every night, that psalm. And at 95 and a half, when she was starting to lose who she was, it was in her life. My ways are higher than your ways, says the Lord. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Get his thoughts deep inside of you. And so uh, talk, talk to Teresa afterwards. By the way, that was, that was Connect Group. Friday night, good Connect Group. Are you in a Connect Group? You haven't? You haven't been invited to one. There's plenty of Connect Group. Go to, go to Pastor Andrew in the team. He's like, how come I haven't been invited to a Connect Group? And he will say to you, unless you want a Connect Group, start one. <laughs> and somebody will train you, whatever it might be. And uh, Matt and Gwendy are looking after Connect Groups. If you're not in the, we had a great time. And also, and all, because I'm getting off the track, also... Gary and Leslie come, and Leslie makes the most beautiful little, what does she call them, wee buns. She makes the little wee buns. Uh, and it was uh, some, some sort of, it was, I mean, I want to get off the track, but it was some sort of gluten-free thing, and it had Nutella just resting in the bottom of it. But anyway, I digress. Let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. We move in the opposite spirit. We, we, we send peace instead of turmoil. Now... Carmel, I overheard Carmel giving a testimony the other day, and I think she's talking to Catherine, and she said to Catherine, she said, I heard that we're supposed to be a blessing everywhere we go. And she was working in a workplace that was anything but a blessing. Hello, anything but a blessing. She thought, oh, perhaps if I just bless them, that curse me, pray for them, that despitefully use me, perhaps if I bless them, things will be different. She said, everything changed. And so I rang her this morning and I said, can I give the testimony? She said, not only that, listen to this testimony. This is what she wrote to me this morning. Friday morning, I went to my local post office to collect a parcel uh, from the external out-of-hours door, and the post office lady was yelling out to me that she'd be there soon as she was very busy. Carmel said, I believe the Holy Spirit said to me, be patient and understanding with this lady as the delay would make me late for work. Patience. You see, patience, patience is not just a fruit of the Spirit. Patience is one of the ways of God. And so there are many things that God wanted to do for you but couldn't do for you because you weren't patient. Who am I talking to you? I won't look. Oh, every hand is up. I know what that's about. So I replied to the lady, no problem. She eventually came out. When she eventually came out, she was quite distressed and started telling me without prompting all her burdens. So I asked her if she believed in God, and she said yes. I asked if I could pray for her. She said that she prays to him all the time, etc., and her eyes welled up. Opposite spirit. Because there were days that Carmel, oh, sorry, don't point at Carmel, that's very rude. There are days that you and I would have yelled at them back again and say, hey, listen, I'm late for work. But we're walking in the opposite spirit. We're ministering in the opposite spirit. The ways of God are exemplified by Jesus Christ. He says, whoever desires to be first shall be the slave of all. They're not different, they're opposite. I want to be first. I want to be first. I want people to see me. Well, good. Go ahead. Be our guest. Just serve one another. 
and the greatest of all will be the servant of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for others. Jesus went on and said in Matthew chapter 5, I say to you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for those who despitefully use you and persecute you, that you might be called the sons of your Father who is in heaven. See, it's not good enough just to know it. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. And so this is the prayer for today. The word for the day is his, his ways are higher than ours and his thoughts are higher than ours. But the prayer for the day is this. Psalm 25 verse 4, show me your ways, O Lord, teach me your paths. Would you say that after me? Show me, show me your ways, O Lord, teach me your paths. Now, no matter where you are, no matter what situation and circumstance you are in right now, and I and nobody else knows the answer to that, he does. And it might be different than what you thought it was. And when somebody really knocks you and has ripped you off, find a way to bless them. That will mess their minds up so good. It'll be worth it just watching what, what happens. And God will just release you and release them as well. As a matter of fact, the person that you like the least might become the person you need the most. Because how on earth, how else on earth can we get kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven? And that verse in Hosea, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. The thing is that sometimes it doesn't work because we don't know or we do know and we don't do anything about it. Somebody said, I'm really worried about the things in the Bible I don't know. And I said, I'm really worried about the things in the Bible I do know. Because <laughs> then you've got to put them into practice. Now, I'm going to do some... Before I finish, I'm going to do some bonus ministry insights. So what I'm talking is for the, the brand new believer, the person who's given their life to Christ, that we encourage them, we disciple them to know the ways of God. And in, in, in Psalm 103 verse 7, the scripture says, God made known his ways to Moses and it is his acts to the people of Israel. You see, I've seen miracles I've, with my own eyes. I've seen, I've seen two guys come back from brain dead. Uh, one guy that was going to die, he was out of hospital within a week. Uh, supposed to be brain dead. They took him off and they said, we can't do anything about it. Three weeks later, he's in, in the bank in Armidale. He's a teller in the bank handing out money. You don't money to brain dead people. I just put it out there. So obviously they thought he was better. And, and as good as it is seeing that, as good as it is seeing that, I want to know about it. I don't want to sit on the sidelines and watch miracles. I don't want you to come to church and say, hey, we're going to have another miracle in church today. We're going to see a blind guy with eyes open. That's great. And everybody will chap and chap. Everybody will clap and cheer, which is like chap. Everybody will chap. But I don't want to just be an observer. I don't want you to be an observer. I want you to be a participant. 
I want you to know the ways of God. He wants you to know the ways of God so that you can pray for somebody and they can get healed. Because not everybody can get in this building. It's, we'll only, we'll, we get to a thousand, we won't get any, we can't shoehorn anybody else in at a thousand. But what about all the other people that need to be touched by the power of God and they may be post office workers or something? Philippians chapter 5, sorry, Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, says these words, Think as Christ thinks. They reckon that the most stolen object in Christian bookshops is the band WWJD, What Would Jesus Do? <laughs> There's more of those stolen than anything else. It's like, that's just a weird revelation, isn't it? It's like, well, he wouldn't steal... WWJD bands, that's what he wouldn't do. Think as Jesus thinks. Have the same, the same mindset that Jesus had. It's a mind set. It's not a mind wandering. It's a mind set. It's set on the things of God. It's set on higher things, not on lower things. Have the same attitude in yourselves, Amplified Version says. So the product of your life is determined by the patterns of your thought. Three quick things for ministry. Number one, Jesus said, John chapter 8, 38, therefore if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. If the Son sets you, but you know Christians that are not free. And so what's wrong with that verse? If the Son will make you free, you shall be free indeed. Because there's more to that verse. That verse is true, but there's more. And the anointing will break the yoke. You need to get an anointing. And you've seen the power of God just set people free. And if you haven't, be one that God sets free. And then John chapter 8, 31. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You've got to know the truth because my ways are truth, the Lord says. My ways are truth. And when you know his way, just a little bit of a revelation and insight is a key just to set things free. And so the lady that was all, and I've told you this story before, and I'll summarize it quickly, the lady that was all bound up and crippled and angry, etc., and was that way for three weeks, and we prayed for her, and I said, you've got to forgive. And she said, I'm not going. She said, for three weeks, I'm not going to forgive them. And so physically, literally crippled with her hand on her chest, and she said, I will. And so we prayed for her and she went from unforgiveness, not through to forgiving. That's not enough. That ark is not enough. But bless them that curse you. And she went to the other side and within a minute she was totally set free. And you'll know the truth. See, that's the truth. And, and if you've got something physically wrong with you, anxiety, anger and bitterness will not heal you. And they will, they will go against everything the doctor's doing for you. You can spend tens of thousands of dollars on remedial work, but if you've still got bitterness, you'll still keep what you've got. Because the ways of God says that you've got to get the flow going. You've got, to, you've got to come to the place of peace. So these things are not just theological, academic, and intellectual, but they're intimate and practical. You can be theological, you can be academic, you can be intellectual, like my friend, for example, Chris Parfoot. He's got two master's degrees, one in biblical theology 
and he, and he writes and he does podcasts, etc. But there's something deeper than that that sets him free. So this is what he wrote to me on text message this week. Hi, John. There's been some movement on the job front. Whoa, this is going to be a great text because we're praying about his job. There's been some movement on the job front to be confirmed, but it's looking highly likely that I will be a victim of restructure. Rejoicing. Hello. That's the opposite spirit. Depressed. No, no, he didn't say that. Rejoicing for God is good and has plans already in place for the season to come. The verse that I read this morning was uh, Zephaniah 3.17, which I'll quote in a minute. It was like, boom, boom, boom. Opposite spirit. Flipped it on its lid. So this is the verse, and it comes with a song, and we'll make it tenure to sing it, but you could sing it because it's a scripture and song. The Lord your God in the midst of thee is mighty, is mighty. The mighty warrior who saves, he will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but rejoice over you with singing. So he starts the day in the word, and when he needs it, it's there. He goes, oh, I wonder where that verse is. Ah, might go into Google. Ah, the internet connection's down. No, no, it's in his spirit. It's in his spirit. And I'm looking at this young lady, Janine, sitting here as well. Now, I'm not picking on you. No, I'm looking past you. But the spirit lives within her, and the word lives within her. So she's only 82, 82, turned 82 the other day, and we never celebrated your birthday. But I did see the cake, and it was phenomenal. Uh, but the word dwells in her. So when she prays, she prays the word out. And then, so when you get a few years on the clock that we do, it's still there. But if you don't put it in when you're 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 and 60 and 70, you won't get it out when you're 80 and 90 and 100. You've got to put it in. By the way, Zephaniah 3.17 New King James Version said, he will quiet you with his love. He will quiet you. He will settle you. Uh, the New Living Translation, with his love, he will calm all your fears. Because it's not, for me, it's not just a verse. It's a verse that's got a song, and it releases the spirit in me. Would you stand with me, please, this morning? Now, I gave a lot of testimonies for other people, and... I know the room is full of them, full of testimonies of the goodness of God. And uh, the great thing is, the great thing is this, is that some of the best testimonies haven't been seen yet. They're on their way. And they're yours. They're testimonies about how he, how he in his goodness, shared with you his thoughts that are captured in the Word of God. And He showed you His ways. He showed you His ways. You. You didn't think you could know that. Because you said, I can do nothing. And He said, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That's his thoughts towards you. I know the thoughts I have towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts for good, 
thoughts concerning an expected good end. The end of your journey is not disappointment. The end of your journey is glorious as you learn the ways of the Lord. If you would, um, I'm going to encourage you to do this because um, I, this is a bit of a discipleship thing. Could you put your hands in front of you? In a, like, called a receiving mode. As a prayer to receive something. Lord, show me your ways. Teach me your paths. Lord, this morning I'm, I'm in church and that's miraculous in itself. I'm in church. I'm with the people of God. I'm listening to the Word of God on the Lord's Day. And I want you to show me your ways. Lord, there are, there are difficulties ahead of me. Uh, well, some of them are impossibilities. Some of them are just difficult. Some are downright ugly ugly decisions I've got to make and I don't know how to make them but show me your ways teach me your paths Lord uh, help me not default back to the way I've always done things that have always ended up going around in circles and never coming to the place where I get a resolution teach me your ways teach me to overcome activate my obedience Lord I pray Lord, remind me of your word. Encourage me to believe and trust you to put it into practice. And when it doesn't quite work out, take me back around and show me how to do it again and do it again and do it again and do it again. So so I become habitually righteous. And Lord, use me with all your people to help encourage and disciple another generation from the oldest to the youngest in this room. We submit ourselves to you. If my thoughts are the problems, I lay them aside and I ask for your mercy and grace. Teach me your ways, O Lord. Show me your paths. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to hand to Pastor Andrew while you're still standing and he can can take this just one step further if he needs to or he'll dismiss us. God bless you. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about City Lights Church at www.citylights.community.